Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to give you a little behind-the-scenes scoop on the amazing ladies we're talking with today. I was so lucky to have Anne and Andrea of Harness Collective, the Vitrolite Building, Harness Cycle. These girls are doing it all, and they're momming along with it. And we hopped right into all the juiciness of their story of how they became partners in their business and what it's like juggling mom life with a big vision and big goals that you have, that I wanted to provide a little insight with the business that they have created, the Vitrolite building that just launched here in Cleveland, just so that you have background on the cool things that they're doing. And specifically, you can figure out which of these things is right for you so you can go check it out. So in case you haven't already heard about the Vitrolite building, in downtown Cleveland in the Ohio City neighborhood. It is this big, beautiful, historic landmark property that was originally built in 1926 as a glass company's showroom, but now this 18,000 square foot building was purchased by Ann and Andrea to create the Vitrolite. It's this mix of different wellness, mom-focused spaces, food, collaboration, from a place where your kids can stay and play that's coming in their next phase to a collaborative event space, a rooftop deck, and a whole wellness social club in addition to a yoga space, patron saint, which I just was there recently, it is divine, and of course, harness cycle. The vitrolite was meant for moms and families to come to to be able to be fully taken care of and to expand and grow in their life, in their wellness, in their work. It is so cool, and I am so grateful that we got to hear the journey to getting to this point and what's coming beyond. So I just wanted to give you that little behind-the-scenes scoop so that you had a good idea of what this Vitrolite building is we're talking about, who the other people are that are working there in this building, and that you can have the opportunity to go check it out for yourself. So now let's hop into all of the juice of today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I am so excited to continue on this Cleveland Mompreneur series and have my two new friends, Anne and Andrea here. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Good to see you. I'm so excited to talk all things mom, entrepreneurship, Cleveland, and I thought the best way to get started would be to learn a little bit more about each of you and your mom and entrepreneurship journeys, and then how the two of you became partners in the amazing business that you have. So whoever wants to kick it off and get started, let us know your name first so people can know who who they're hearing from. I'll get started. So my name is Andrea Losi, and uh, my entrepreneur story started right out of college. I was actually living in Los Angeles at the time, and I had a friend in Cleveland who was launching an online magazine business. I was working in production, you know, living the life that I'd always dreamed of. Not really. I was making (laughs) no money, like staring at the Hollywood sign broke. But somehow I made it work and it was a really fun time in my life post-college. But she reached out and said, you know what, I'm starting this business. I would love your help. And so I started helping her on the side, outside of my production gig. 
And as I was helping her, I realized, you know, this is more than just, you know, side support she needs. She needs really a partner, someone full time to be with her as she like dreams big and really launches this business. And so the more we talked, the more we realized like we could we could do something. We can do this together. And I left L.A. and said, you know what? L.A. is not going anywhere. I can always come back to L.A. I'm going to go home. I'm going to move back in with my parents, which I did, um, and, you know, get into the grind. So we worked together for four years building that business. We raised a quarter of a million dollars through angel funds and some local grants in Cleveland. And it was it was tough. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I was young and naive and, you know, optimistic, of course, Um and we learned the hard way. You know, our lawyers, when we were dissolving that first business, told us, you know, you just earned your MBA. And we learned, you know, all the things not to do, as well as the things that really drive me now in my partnership with Anne. So, you know, post that experience, I worked in the agency world. I started to hone my marketing skills a little bit. Um, I got back in and out of startup world. I most recently um, left a company that got acquired in the tech industry and then, you know, always had that bug for startups and entrepreneurship, but never quite knew how it was going to emerge within my career. Um, and so, you know, looking back on that, I can see everything kind of converging now, you know, 15, 20 years later, um, working with Anne. So it's been it's been a really great experience. Um, I'm a mom of two girls. So I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. She'll be one next week, actually. Yay. So, you know, time is flying. Time, you know, is precious. It's been crazy to start our business and uh, be a mom and do all the things. But, um, you know, I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I have so many things to say. I want to hear <laughs> Anne's side, too. And then I'm going to just dive into all of the golden nuggets. <laughs> um, I'd say I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 10 years. Um, I started Harness Cycle, an indoor cycling studio, 10 years ago in 2013. Um, and... I would say I was a mompreneur at the exact same time. I actually signed the lease for our first storefront um, when my oldest was an infant, and I was actually on maternity leave from my corporate job at the time. Um, I, I've really always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I can remember, you know, even in, like, grade school, kind of always up-leveling, like, little friend groups, like, well, what if we did this at our lemonade stand? Or, you know, I, I uh, helped with um, making this, like, neighborhood babysitting summer group, and I, like, added a newsletter and raised the rates of dollars so we could buy, buy craft supplies. So I think, you know, while it's been my full-time career for the last decade, I think for those of us that identify as entrepreneurs, it's really in our DNA, mm -hmm. um, whether it's official or not. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think um, Harness, you know, I started the business plan for Harness well, well before, of course, we launched. I did um, a business incubator program at the time was called Bad Girl Ventures. It's been rebranded as Aviatrix Accelerator. Um, a fantastic program that focuses on coaching aspiring women entrepreneurs on writing their business plan. And so I went through that program. I had my business plan for Harness Cycle. And truthfully, I wanted to open a brick and mortar business before I even knew what kind. Like that was really the heart and soul behind Harness Cycle was being part of the fabric of a neighborhood and Ohio City in particular, where um, I call home. Mm -hmm. 
And so I went through the program. I actually was the grant recipient at the end of that program. Um, and then I found out I was expecting my oldest, who's now 10, Grady. Um, and I actually gave the grant money or the loan money back. It, w- it was a loan. And I said, I'm not ready to launch. I, I, I need to really understand what it's going to be like to be a mom and, and make sure this is for me. Um, and then, like I said, I, I was on my maternity leave and I, I really felt that much more conviction at that point when I became a mom that if I was going to spend time away from this precious little baby that I loved so much that it, it had to be worth my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually, I think, is what gave me more fuel to become an entrepreneur um, and go all in was, was how I was spending my time when I was away from my son. And then, yeah, it's been a ride, 10 years of highs and a lot of lows and a lot of lows and a lot of lows and then some highs and pandemic and um, just kind of always evolving. And I know we'll talk more about, but but this is now my first time having a business partner in the last year. And that that growth feels really good. And, and also all of the, I think, experience I have in my you know last 10 years allows me to be a better business partner with Andrea and we just really complement each other mm-hmm. where we're at now. Um, I, aside from my oldest that I mentioned, I have three other children. So I have um, a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old Jack, a 6-year-old Bobby, and a 2-year-old Winnie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love <laughs> being a mom. We definitely need to get a play date on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since all our kids are like the same age. It'll be chaos, but it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love in both of your kind of beginning stories are these breadcrumbs. So for Anne, for you, it was like the lemonade stand and it was all these things leading up. And Andrea, for you, it sounds like you had this whole other, not only entrepreneurial career, but you picked up skills along the way. And then they all culminate in this beautiful enterprise of what you're doing now. And I always think that that's so interesting because, you know, I think every entrepreneur realizes that in hindsight. And sometimes when you're in that like messy middle or that muddy spot, you're like, oh, what in the world am I doing with my life? (laughs) You later look back on those moments and you're like, oh, I get it now. Oh, it comes into play Mm -hmm. again. So I just always love the breadcrumbs because whenever I hear somebody's story, I'm like, oh, it's so clear. It's so clear how to get from point A to Mm -hmm. point B. But when you're in it, and especially when it's your own thing, I'm curious if you guys have felt that and seen that for each other in your relationship where you see the other person's amazingness where you might uh, yourself not notice it. How has that been in your partnership and in recognizing the good and supporting each other in that way? Mm-hmm. I think I think we often live in this world of gray and confusion and off balance, you know, depending on on where you are in life. And it's really, really hard to see clarity around where you're going, your big vision, you know, 10 years out. We do a lot of visioning work and we constantly revisit it because it's always an evolution. It's always going to be dynamic, but it's so hard to like put yourself right in that in that spot when you're in the thick of it with kids or you're starting a business or whatever it is. So I think what really aligns Anne and myself, although we are very different, our values and our vision for how we want to live our lives, for the type of impact we want to make, for the time and dedication we want to give to our families, and really bringing our whole selves into the fold. You know, we talk a lot about holistic living, which is a concept I think, you know, women struggle with. 
um, I like to say balance is bold. And so we talk a lot about like, how do we balance it all? And you don't, Mm -hmm. you just don't. It's a, it's, you don't, you can't and you don't. (laughs) Something's always going to be off and something's always going to be on. And so in this point in my life, you know, my business is taking front and center. It doesn't mean I'm not there for my family, but you know, my husband knows you got to pick up the slack. My kids know mommy's doing some really cool stuff. And I, you know, they're part of that. They're part of this experience to Anne's point around, like, if I'm going to be away from them, well, damn, I'm going to make it count. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this is important things. This is an important path that I'm paving and I'm helping others, you know, along with me. So I think with all of the uncertainty that comes with all of our lives, you know, what really connects you to the people that really truly support you, your circle, your, you know, your inner support and the way like Anne and I have kind of navigated where we've been and now where we are and where we're going, it's really coming back to that connected vision and values. Um, and like, you know, then uncovering all the skill sets and the strengths and where do we overlap? Where do we complement? Where are the lanes so that, you know, we can be really efficient, but also really enjoy what we're doing, you know, have fun and, you know, do really cool things that, um, you know, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love calling it breadcrumbs. That's like a great visual because it is this this trail of where we've been. Um, you know, I think at some point pretty early on in um, owning and operating my own business, there is, there's so much chaos and there's so much decision making and there's um, – a lot of gray to Andrea's point. And I think I stopped kind of asking myself um, at some point, like, am I on the right path or how is this going to make sense? And I really started just strengthening my innate decision, making it through my gut, which I think in retrospect has anchored me to present where it's like, I always know this will make sense eventually or will, you know, offer clarity on where the breadcrumbs were leading if in this moment I'm checking in with like the values alignment how is it making my body feel is this decision giving me energy or is it draining me and I can say without a doubt that that has made all the difference for me in terms of just understanding the chaos a bit more and anchoring myself and then I kind of don't even need to wonder how it plays out because I'm like I know I know how this plays out. I, I keep moving forward and, and it'll feel good now and it'll feel good in the future. There's really no wrong move when, when you kind of move from your gut. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I recently came across on Pinterest, of course, a <laughs> phrase of hold the vision, trust the process. And I don't know if you ladies are like me, but I am a type A overachiever, high achiever. I don't even, I won't, used to say recovering perfectionist, but now there's a book I'm reading that says perfectionism isn't as bad as you think. So, <laughs> you know, you never know what to say at each point. But, but I have the hardest time of trusting the process, which is part of the reason why I'm always interested in uncovering more presence, more being in the moment and just enjoying where you are. And I think that's a lot of what you're saying and what a, a lot of what I've been learning more recently too is that like energy and there's also only so much you can do and and just doing the next fun thing that feels good I think especially just having been for two years in the online space which is a whole different ball game than my previous life in the local space it's comparison after comparison oh well that's working for them so maybe I should do that for me and and that certainly happens like in person as well but I think 
there's there's that interesting um, issue that comes up within us entrepreneurs of where do we draw that line between just holding our vision, kind of keeping our blinders on, diving into new of our own personal creativity versus always being stuck in this comparison of these unlimited options of the way that your business can go. And so speaking of that, I know you've both pivoted in certain ways and pivoted together, and now you have this new beautiful business and space and all of the things. So do you want to tell us about that pivot, about how you two came together and had this new vision and the process that's unfolded in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said one thing about trusting the process, and you also used the words feel good, which is interesting because there is this dichotomy of like, it can be hard, it can be uncomfortable, but when you are, again, moving from your gut or, or knowing you're in alignment with the vi- ultimate vision, even when it's hard and uncomfortable, it can still feel good in those moments. Um, I think we have had several years just under us that we're, you know, in some ways just reeling from and exhaling from of, of trusting the process and just like holding so firm to this vision we had of creating the building that we've just developed and the overall parent company that we're crafting and it's a big vision. So it really has taken time to let it start to become clear for ourselves and, you know, the community that we're presenting ourselves to. So Andrea and I, I'm sure we'll get into how we've met, but how we became, you know, working alongside each other more closely. I had a mentor who started working with me a couple months actually before March 2020. And I was already really burned out and just felt really stuck. Like I, I felt like I was just kind of stuck in operations and I'm, I'm very much more kind of the visionary and container maker. And I felt like I couldn't get out of this operational role at Harness Cycle. Um, and so I was talking to my mentor and I, and I kind of thought the answer was like either sell or close or stay stuck. And he was like, you know, no, you know, you, you need a COO or, you know, you need, you need someone supporting you in ways that can give you autonomy and they can really lead. And I was like, well, how would I even begin to find a COO for Barnett <laughs> Cycle? I mean, it's like, it's, I'm one in the same. And he was like, well, you likely already know them. Mm-hmm. And Andrea had been an instructor at Harness Cycle for, I don't know, at that point, probably five years, a rider Mm -hmm. before that, always from day one, really integrated into the community. And she was always asking me as an instructor, she wasn't asking me like, can I add another class or change a different format? It was like, she was asking me questions about the business and operational and strategy, which I always really appreciated and felt like support. Um, And so I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Andrea and so and we I had already had scheduled to do kind of a COVID walk with her at Edgewater we were doing a social distance Mm -hmm. walk and so I just started telling her story and I was like you know my mentor said this and and I think it's you I I think it's you and she and she you know had her full-time job at the time great tech startup and she just had this enormous (laughs) smile on her face I think her oldest was maybe a year. Yeah, we were pushing old. her in the stroller. Uh-huh. And it was like a windy kind of gray day at the beach. Yeah, and, and she just kept adjusting her sunglasses. Like, <laughs> I was with like this, what's like, happening this right now? This big grin, like, yeah, yeah. 
And um, so we, you know, we went back to her house and kind of started talking about like the big vision of what's beyond Harness Cycle, what's possible with Harness. And, you know, I started really sharing with her my aspirations around commercial real estate and just kind of bigger container for neighborhood development. And she was just (laughs) all in, you know, and, and I think that's such a unique moment in time where it was like you throw caution to the wind and it wasn't like well (laughs) how are we going to do this it was just like yeah let's figure it out um but in in reality it it wasn't for quite some time um you know the pandemic really hit pause on everything we were doing I didn't want to move any forward motion until I kind of knew how everything was going to shake out so it wasn't probably for another at least a year or more and and that was hard to tell Andrea, you're like, no, we had this like awesome summer night where we jumped up for three hours. And then, you know, not much after that, I was like, hey, I don't I don't think we can do this right now. And she was she was bummed because she was ready emotionally. But the reality was like we weren't ready. So it gave us some time to really put some more structure behind what we were thinking about before we went all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you were just like, put me in coaching. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting, I'm getting, let's in. go, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, I think in that moment, I was surprised at like the opportunity that, you know, we were talking about. But then you look back at the breadcrumbs of like everything that we've built within our friendship. And I would look back at like conversations we had and how Anne would ask my opinion about things. And in the moment, I'm like, wow, this is cool. She's like asking what I think about this situation. And that had happened, you know, a few different ways and a few different times. And so it's connecting the dots of how I wanted to support the business, you know, bigger in a bigger role than just an instructor. Um, But these visions for our lives were colliding at that point as well of, you know, these, you know, take over the world types of conversations we were having all summer long. So it was it was great to take a pause after that to really make sure it was the right path. I was ready to get back into entrepreneurship after my tech startup. I had learned a ton. I was like the first person hired at that tech company, you know, along with the co-founder. So I wasn't one of the owners, but it felt great to be, you know, at that ground level building and creating. And so just, you know, pairing all of the learnings that I had together, it made so much sense to me. Um, And so, yeah, that following summer is when I came on officially and we started to work together within Harness Cycle and then this last year is really when we formalized Harness Collective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love what you said, Anne, that your mentor said of you already know them. That I think is like a mic drop moment for everybody listening because I would have never thought of that. I would have thought, oh, how do you how do you find a COO? And and immediately you knew again, gut. You just knew yeah. right away that Andrea was you. And I think the other thing that was beautiful that I've had this realization with as well that you both mentioned was that conviction. So the second that you settled on what that vision looked like, you both had such conviction that, you know, the pandemic slowed you down. But had that not happened, and if you look at from the point you did start to where you are now, it happened so quickly. And I know some people will have that conversation with me about like, well, you know, we, you try a lot of things, right? As an entrepreneur, you try a lot. And then there's some things when it just all clicks right. And then everything happens so fast Yeah, and everything's in alignment. And I've uncovered for myself that I think that's when you have that conviction, when you just truly believe in that vision and, and then the rest of that process comes into play. And so I think it's 
beautiful that that happened for you guys. And so I want you guys to tell us all about Vitrolite and about the bigger parent company. Like tell us the whole vision because I've heard behind the scenes about it a bit and I think it's amazing, especially as a mompreneur. So I want you guys to tell us more about it. Sure. So the Vitrolite is an 18,000 square foot building in the Ohio City neighborhood, a little district called Hingetown, which emerged as a kind of a sub brand of the Ohio City neighborhood. So it's all these like brands within brands. Um, <laughs> and there's actually intention behind that. But it's the exact same neighborhood as the business I founded 10 years ago. One, the building is one door west. Yeah, so walked past it every single day, never stepped foot in it, knew it was a beautiful, you know, had a beautiful historic facade, but had never been in this building. Did you ever look at it and just think, that thing's like really cool? It just kind of had maybe an inkling of this might turn yeah. into something cool. Yeah. yeah, not, you know, not, you know, I knew it was like kind of this like established nonprofit that like seemed like was going nowhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, always like admired the building. It actually was a bit of a cavity because it wasn't open to the public. So it kind of broke up the street a little bit where we have all these like open to the public, B2B businesses, retail Mm -hmm. storefronts. And then it was this like really large footprint in the midst of all of it that wasn't open Mm -hmm. to the neighborhood. So when we signed the lease for our first location, it was in a super dilapidated storefront, really, really in rough shape. The building had been a foreclosure and a friend had acquired it with some partners and had a, a really great vision for what he and his partner wanted it to be. And we took a huge leap of faith that this, you know, this was going to be the spot. And the the leap of faith certainly paid off. It's been an incredible neighborhood to grow Harness Cycle in and a community to be a part of. Super active, vibrant, and one of the fastest growing real estate development pockets of Northeast Ohio. But I didn't have equity And so what I was really part of the energy around and, you know, was there from sun up to sun down and cultivated this whole community around it. Um, When the pandemic hit, it was kind of this moment where my business could be evaporated in a moment due to external circumstances. And while I had equity in my business, the neighborhood that is so integrated into what we do you know, I really had no stake in. And so I think that it became kind of a non-negotiable. I closed both of our studio locations and we went digital, a million different pivots, which I won't get into, of Airbnbs in the offices and sublease to Lululemon. And it was a wild uh, couple of years of just trying to exit the leases. But it became a non-negotiable for me that if we were going to reopen Harness Cycle, it had to be in a building that I owned or had equity in. And so it was kind of like the skies parted and that building one door west of our original location went up for sale for a price tag well beyond (laughs) my wildest (laughs) dreams was not what I had in mind. (laughs) But you're talking about kind of that whole body conviction. And that's, you know, what I refer to is that like gut decision where it's, it's, visceral like it's it's in you you really just it's a knowing that it's a yes and there's a lot of steps to get to execution and launch and the vision to reality but like there is that moment where your body is like yes and that for me was when I toured the building again (laughs) at a fresh little baby Winnie that was the first time I left Winnie 
Um, she was like a couple weeks old, oh maybe six gosh. weeks old. And I, I hadn't left her side yet, but I wanted to tour this building. And I came home and I was like, I don't know how we're going to buy that building, but we're going <laughs> to buy it. My husband was like, okay, <laughs> strap in. I love that. I love the support that you mentioned too, because support with each other <laughs> is huge. Yeah. Now that my husband is a co-founder, the first business I did all by myself my sister-in-laws, they run a business together and they've always talked about like partnership and yeah. support and, and it's just very different. And so I love that not only you two have partnership and I can't wait to hear your side of the story, <laughs> but, but when we have other people around us who support us, whether that's our spouses or our family or whoever, mentors, um, I just think it's so, so key. Yeah. 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 I remember the phone call when I think it was probably shortly after you had toured and I was at home. I remember walking around my yard talking to Annie and she was like, this building, like, this is it. This is it. And I'm like, yes. Like the way she described it before I could even see it, I could see the vision for Harness Cycle, but this bigger vision of what we had talked about for a year at that point was starting to come into the picture a little more clearly. So it was really cool to think about being in the neighborhood and having that equity and ownership and helping other entrepreneurs along with Harness rebuild and lean into, you know, their own storefronts and, you know, have their, in, their own impact on the neighborhood. Um, when I came into the picture the year prior, or actually it was that, it was right around that same time, rather, really my focus was the leadership of Harness Cycle. And so Annie and I got to work together, but in a very different capacity than what it is now. And so we had this big vision that really united us and connected us, but we knew we wanted to reopen the doors of Harness Cycle, and we knew we wanted to acquire this building. And it's really hard to do both at the same time. And to Annie's point, you know, getting out of operations, it's really hard in a small business. So my core focus was reopening Harness post-pandemic, mm -hmm. um, you know, rehiring the team, making sure the process was in place, finding the location, obviously temporary while we worked on this permanent, hopefully, location. And it was a really amazing experience for me to learn. I had never really operated a brick and mortar in that capacity. My entrepreneurship has always been tech and service-based. Um, and marketing is kind of the underbelly of my you know, foundational skill set. So for me to learn the ropes of how to run a business and how to run the team um, in that capacity and be part of the, the neighborhood my background is really community development, so I've, I've done a lot with our block clubs and our local community development organizations um, and got to know our council people and just trying to make our neighborhoods a better space. So I've come at it from this community angle where I was just more entrenched in, in terms of the business and what it was providing to the neighborhood. So for that first year post-pandemic, we reopened in you know January 2022 in a pop-up location right across the street. You know, Anne was laser focus on how are we going to get this building? And it took, you know, she can write a book about that process. <laughs> it took about a year, a full year for that building to fully be acquired and for us to get the keys and say, this is ours. Like now the vision can start. Now we can execute and the construction and the renovations and, you know, making this space what we could see it being for the neighborhood versus a closed off kind of, you know, um, hole was was just starting to light the whole, I think, path after that. So um, that gave us an opportunity to work together, to navigate our working relationship, our partnership, 
Um, and after we acquired the building, after Harness was kind of running on all cylinders, you know, that's when we could come together and really formalize, you know, what is our operating agreement? What what is the big vision? What is what we call our compass of alignment, which is the purpose, the vision, the values, the beliefs, all the things that you have to start with that we honestly right now are, are revisiting again because, you know, Vitrolite and that renovation project and the construction project timeline, I mean, that exhausts a lot of energy. And we focus there versus even the brand of our, our business, Harness Collective. So, for us, it's now circling back to that, getting really rooted into who we want to be and where we're going and what matters to us most. I think that's the like key question we keep coming back to in the past few weeks of doing this work with each other and with our coaches is what matters to us? Like what we know we want to make impact. Big impact is one of our core beliefs and values, but what does that mean? Um, and how can we see that playing out in the next you know, 5, 10, 20 years? Mm-hmm. I laugh so hard because I talk a lot and I've shared on this podcast a million times. I call it the guiding compass. Oh, <laughs> Legacy, like vision, mission, why. So same exact yes. thing. And I had uncovered the same thing. I had actually written this stuff minus legacy. I didn't, I didn't, hadn't gone that high before. Okay. Um, but back like when I graduated high school, or not high school, college, I had written kind of that stuff out and sent an email to my now husband with it. And he found it a year or two ago when I started I must have been right when I started this business. And it's crazy how everything, Mm -hmm. like the core of who you are and what you want stays the same. It grows, it evolves, more Mm -hmm. things might add on or shift, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. It's like, but you have to revisit it because you have to kind of go back in. I used to talk about like a 90 day cycle of, you know, in about 90 days, you can work on a project, kind of get through it, get to the end. And then it's like, okay, we need to go back and revisit our, our guiding compass or, you know, yeah. whatever you choose to call it again to make sure you stay in alignment. And so I love that you ladies believe that as well. Yeah. I had a similar experience where, um, Lululemon was a partner early on and just, you know, community programming and supporting us as we were getting started. And they had these worksheets that were vision and goals worksheets that they used for their team that they did with us. And then I started doing it with some of my staff early on with Harness Cycle And we were moving, I don't know, you know, offices or boxes or something not that long ago. And I found one of the vision and goal worksheets that I had done from their template very early on, probably two years in. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is like I didn't even remember writing those Mm -hmm. things down, like being, uh, you know, being involved in commercial real estate, supporting women entrepreneurs, like if you had asked me had I said those things, I would have said no right. until I saw my own handwriting. And I was like, I actually wrote that. And you're right. It's it's in you. And it, you know, the I think we are getting really a strong muscle around revisiting it more frequently so that we're we're feeling even like tighter to it. Mm-hmm. And I think what what Andrea and I are also starting doing is not just looking at what we're creating and outputting, but how does it Like how does working, like starting to really create vision and language around like how does our work feel and how does our life feel? Um, Really trying to like combat the fatigue and burnout that comes with entrepreneurship by by like being super consciously aware of like what it wants, you know, what we wanted to feel like in working together, just showing up in our days, how our schedules look, you know, season to season. And I think that um, revisiting that like really requires some discipline and commitment to say like this is a priority f- 
for me to stay true to that because it's not it's not as visual as like the output or we bought a building and we developed it. It's like it's not as measurable to say, you know, I feel energized by the work I'm doing. Like you really have to check in with that. And I think having this partnership allows us to be more accountable Mm -hmm. to saying that aloud and then revisiting it. We do that quarterly. We do an offsite together. Like your own little retreat. We do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, it's so funny that you guys said that because my next question that I wanted to move into was like, what's not only that next step of the vision that you guys are honing in more and, and where you see now that Vitrolite is up and running and you're able to move up into your parent company and, and look at that bigger vision. The two questions that come to mind for me are what? One, what? Tell us the vision. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. Scream it from the rooftops. And then two, as you've been thinking about this vision, how does your mom life play into it? Because I'm assuming you ladies are like me and there, again, are a million ways you could run your business, but as moms and wanting to be more present moms and around for all the big and little moments, we choose things differently based on that. We know how much we want to be in something and how much we need delegation or support or or maybe we don't envision it that way. We envision it in this container instead so that it can support our mom life. So I'd love for you to tell us that next vision and where your mom side is playing into those decisions. For sure. I one thing I'll I'll describe more a little bit more articulately is the vitrolite, it is this commercial real estate building, it's eighteen thousand square feet in Hinchtown. And Everything I saw in that first tour is is now what is operational with the exception of a couple phase two projects that we have underway. Um, but it's the home of Harness Cycle. So we've reopened there. It's the home of Patron Saint, which is an Italian-inspired all-day cafe. I'm going uh, next week. I'm oh, so excited. I think it's next week. Yeah, I'm so good. excited. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. Wait. yeah. Get the Hey Arnold. It's like Ooh. a take on an Arnold Palmer, but with espresso. <laughs> like my, so her favorite. Be up. Yeah. All night. <laughs> it's really good. We're there often. Yeah. <laughs> um, Soul Yoga, which is a beautiful, beautiful yoga studio. And then we have some areas of the building that that we're still working on for phase two. One is a family and kids play space that we're still working through the operational plans on. And then a gallery event space and co-working. I like how you called it a mastermind room Mm -hmm. here. That is kind of the most recent project that we have just wrapped and are still kind of tying up loose ends in and, and shifting away from and into the bigger vision of what Harness Collective is. The space and industry we identify in is commercial real estate. We we believe that we have this lens on neighborhood development that make impact. It'll support emerging brick and mortar entrepreneurs. We've thought different ways about creating paths to equity beyond just the developer and traditional commercial real estate ownership that includes women and minorities and those that live in the community. And we have these facets of what you call our breadcrumbs of where we've been. So we have these components that we can share how to be a brick and mortar operator and share our playbook with those that, you know, become building partners and tenants. And just looking at community development a a bit differently, it's a very male dominated, predominantly white male dominated industry. And I think just how we see the world as women and as moms and as community builders, we see what the potential is of buildings a bit differently. So we're really taking a pause right now after Vitrolite to make sure that's a well-oiled 
operational machine and that there's a team to support it. And we're taking a few months now in front of us to really roadmap out how we want to build this impact real estate firm. Answer your question about how that looks like as a mom. I've been an operator for 10 years and could do it, you know, in my sleep, I think pretty well. But the reality is being operational isn't the best and highest use of my time any longer. And the commitment to something operational is pretty challenging as a mom of four. My husband's a Cleveland firefighter who has like a really unique schedule, 24 on, 48 off. And so um, his schedule is different every week, which mean mine means mine is and theirs is. And so, you know, practically speaking, removing myself from operations makes sense for my family, but it also starts to allow me to fulfill that commitment I had to myself of moving out of operations and more into like the vision and creation space. Yeah, I think with this type of vision, you know, we want to be really strategic about our time. We want to be strategic about the opportunities. I think one thing that almost plagues us is that there's so much opportunity and we can see so many different arms of the business that we could build and we could operate in. And so it's almost more important for us to figure out the no's and why they were no's, which we've done that work, you know, recently of like, "Mm, why did we say no? Why doesn't this feel right? And really understanding it so that we can operate on that level and bring our best selves to work, to the office, to home. Um, You know, the vision is, is big. Like we're taking this pause and right now enjoying summer because we had, you know, a big grind to get this building open and learned a lot, you know, more than I ever thought I would about construction and the timelines and contractors. And yeah, someone complimented my tan last night. I was like, thank you. Because like, that means I'm summering. You know? It's the worst when you don't, can't even show yeah. summer. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, that's, you know, something that Anne has taught me was the pause and the, you know, that reflection point and how important it is that, you know, in, in my world of tech, especially, and just how I've always operated. It's like, what's next? And we got to be productive and just keep going. And as moms, we're always living there on a certain degree. So it's just really being intentional to like the next level so that we can be so confident in this big vision and really stay true to it because we could very quickly get off kilter. We could very quickly say yes to something that takes us away from our true life purpose. That's why that vision and that compass is so important. You know, I always make my friends do vision boards with me and like, you know, it's their own version. It can be Pinterest. It can be a poster. It can be, I like to do Google slides and, you know, pull photos from the internet and, you know, revisit it every year and say, oh my gosh, what did I, or like look back at it after I don't look at it for so long and go, oh my gosh, like that happened. Mm -hmm. To Anne's point, like you look at something that you subconsciously put out there, it lives within you. Like your gut is you. Like it will unfold in some way if you're making the right decisions along the way. So it's all threaded together. And it's really cool to think about, you know, our vision um, and how moms, you know, being moms play into it. I think it it makes us more present. I think it makes us um, better at decisions and it makes us more strategic with you know, how we want to spend our time and how productive we want to be or when we want to ultimately decide to sit at the pool and Mm -hmm. drink a margarita. (laughs) Like that's a decision we will make Mm -hmm. and it will help us, Mm -hmm. you know, get to that next step. So it's something we're always navigating. But I think because we're moms, you know, we are better business women at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I love it. Well, as we're wrapping up here, can you tell everybody looking forward, like what's one thing you're most excited about in the upcoming months? You've got so much going on. You're, you're in this pause and growth and kind of, you know, planting new seeds, if you will. So do you each have one, maybe one mom thing and one entrepreneur thing that you're both really excited about coming up? Maybe it's oh, kids going back. Oh, well, no, <laughs> your kids are like kids mine. They school. don't really go to school, I, right? <laughs> I'll start with my family. We're, if you didn't already think I'm crazy, we're, <laughs> we've been also in the backdrop of, of all of this have been renovating like a hundred year old, old Victorian in Ohio city that just got certificate of occupancy and Yay. we're, yeah, we're nearing moving in. So I'm most looking forward to my kids. I've, I've been able to put a lot of thought and creativity into like their rooms and just how the house flows and it won't be done. It'll probably be a work in progress forever, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just really excited to have our family home and move in there. So looking forward to that this fall. And I think similarly with our partnership in Harness Collective, I'm really looking forward to just building the foundation of of what's to come. There's a lot in front of us that we want to create. And I think the more we can be thoughtful now of like what those building blocks are, it'll it'll be a solid foundation for many years to come. So a lot of home coming this this fall and I turn 40. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Are you going to do anything like a big fun party? No, I I've been like trying to decide like part of me kind of wants to do a solo trip but then <laughs> I have not had a lot of time with my husband like <laughs> maybe ever, I should bring it. Um, like Andy can go. From a work person he's been working with us but yeah. so maybe we'll do a trip, maybe we'll mm-hmm. do a party, I don't know, but yeah, lots of lots of kind of grounding new chapters this fall. It's exciting. Yeah. Andrea? Lots of good stuff. Exciting stuff too, I'm sure. I think I'm I'm just like excited about this big picture. I'm excited that my one year old, you know, is starting to walk and like really be able to engage with us as a family. I think she's Mm -hmm. at a really fun age with the four year old and kind of watching them interact now has been a lot of fun. So I think, you know, leading into the fall, which is like my favorite season, and then holiday time, it's just gonna be really special. Mm -hmm. We all live, play, work go to school in Ohio City. So we're kind of in our little bubble out there and we love it. So just really anchoring down in the fall and like the roots of being in Ohio City with this growing family is exciting. It's family vacation, stuff like that. And I think within the business, even over the past you know few weeks of us doing this you know deeper work of our foundation, I've already started to have more clarity, which has always been a struggle for me. It's been if anybody knows Danielle Laporte, she has this whole concept of core desired feelings. And years and years ago, I you know kind of declared my five core desired feelings and I had them on a post-it note and I'd put them on my mirror. And it was like that feeling that you want to live by. And I really loved the concept. And at the top was always freedom because, you know, that's just always the most important to me, which is, you know, speaking to this lifestyle and this type of work we do. But clarity was always, you know, number two. And it's something I've always struggled with. It's like, but like where? I'm in the muck and I can't see it. And I know I feel it. And I know the breadcrumbs are like now emerging, Mm -hmm. but always striving to have more clarity and make sure that, you know, it felt aligned to where I was going. So I think with all this foundational work, having more clarity and looking at the big picture of like this type of impact and the type of work that is so important in our neighborhoods you know, just keeping aligned to that with Anne and just 
like we said it years ago, like we're going to take over the world. Like the sky is the <laughs> yes. limit. Like it truly is. Yes, um, and we're excited to bring, you know, folks with us on this train that is rolling. Mm-hmm. So I think more opportunities within Ohio City and, you know, the areas that we want to serve um, and then thinking bigger outside of that as we look towards where we're going. It's just it's a really cool time to be doing what we're doing. It's so exciting. I'm so excited for both of you. I'm so <laughs> grateful that you came here. For everybody listening, I'll have a link in the show notes. But do you want to share socials or anything that you want to direct people to? Or Sure. Um, at the Vitrolite is, is it the dot Vitrolite? Yeah, I think there's a dot. Yes. yes. yes and Instagram. I tagged yeah. you today, so that's okay. why yes. I know for yeah. sure. <laughs> the dot Vitrolite is the name of the building. And then Harness Cycle is still alive and well. Oh, yeah. Come ride. Come ride. Cycle is our other Instagram. We're most active on Instagram. Yay. Well, I'll tag everything below so everybody can come check you out and come see. And then maybe we can all have a big meetup at Patron Saint or something and do a tour of the building and all the things. So we'll put it on the to-do list. You can host a retreat up in the event space. Count me in. I will do it. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. I really appreciate you. you. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.